0: Good evening,
1: this goes out to all the sexy people on a hot date right now, experiencing that new, exciting chemistry, those warm, tingly feelings, the anticipation of that first passionate kiss. Ooh, that didn't go as planned, did it? Another bad date? Don't worry, it wasn't in vain. All bad dates lead to great stories, and we want to hear them. Join Megan and friends as they regale you with tales of their own dating disasters, and lend an ear to yours. You'll also get advice from professional counselors, sex therapists, celebrities, and fellow daters to help you navigate through that crazy jungle of love. It's funny, it's sexy, it's unfiltered, live, and unscripted. It's The Bad Date Show.
2: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Bad Date Show. I'm your host, Megan Gillette, and I'm joining you again this week with disasters of all kinds, but in a good way, because we're here to help. The question I've been pondering lately is, are bad dates like a universal phenomenon, or are they more predominant in a specific culture? Like, is this a Western thing, y'all? Are we the only ones that experience bad dates to this degree, to the point where it has now become entertainment? Maybe. Who knows? I'm not sure. But we're here to talk to some people from near, far, and everywhere else, and some who travel everywhere. And we're going to find the answer to that question, as well as hear bad date stories from me, from my wingman, from my special guest, and from my callers. So, I hope you're ready. I hope you're geared up for some delightful drama. And this is the Bad Date Show. Joining me is my main wingman, Berkeley Pickle.
1: Hello. I'm Berkeley Pickle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell them where to find you.
1: Oh, uh, if you uh, have the urge to see some more of me, I can be found on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube with the handle at Burkpick because no one can spell the second half of either of my names, so it's just the first half. Uh, That's B-E-R-K-P-I-C-K.
2: And trust me, y'all want to see more of this tall drink of water. And our special guest today, the sultry, the sizzling, the super sexy and hilarious... Anna
3: Julia Kavanagh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me here. Um, those are lots of adjectives that I don't know if I can actually fill in the the shoe for that, but I'll try. <laughs> oh, she can trust me. She
2: can. She's got all the right moves. <laughs> Anna, I love you, and you're amazing, and what do you not do? That list would probably be shorter because (laughs) she's like a woman of so many talents, and I've worked with her before, and I love her. So tell our viewers more, and our listeners, more about you, and tell them where they can see you right now, actually. Oh,
3: okay. Well, I am right now doing this live on Instagram, so you can see this whole thing, not just hear it, but see it on at Anna Julia TV, Anna with one N. Um, I am originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil, but I've been living in the States for about 11 years now, and I am here to entertain you.
2: (laughs) That's right. So if you don't follow Anna, you should, because you'll laugh your ass off on a daily basis. Um, So tell them where they can find you.
3: Yeah, again, my um, Instagram is at Anna, A-N-A, Julia, J-U-L-I-A, TV. And I try to post stuff that that's relatable to the dating world, the driving world, whatever comes up to my mind, I will post and I will make fun of things and I will make fun of friends. So <laughs> good luck if you're on my bad side, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. I
2: love it. So Anna, yes. I had you on today because yes, you are a sexy Brazilian. Mm. So Brazilian, you know, when you, people think of Brazil, they think sexy, sultry, steamy, Ooh. samba, carnival, you know. <laughs> it's a very sexy place, a very sexy culture.
3: Yeah. So,
2: like, how does dating there differ from dating here? And, like, is it better? Worse?
3: Like, Gosh, it? that's such a good question. Um, hmm. I feel that Brazilians are a lot more sensual, not necessarily meaning that we 're sexual, but that we 're sensual, so it 's all about the five senses we we like to hug, we like to to smell, we like to be close, we like to touch, we like to kiss we like that sensual experience that Americans kind of avoid. And I think that that was like something I had to re-educate myself when I moved to the States about like touching people, personal space, um, you know, hugging people or like, oh, if I hold their hand, it doesn't mean that I'm interested. It just means like physical affection, you know, Um, I feel that where we like to move our bodies, we like to walk and talk and laugh. We don't hold back. Um, And I think that that's what's like. The most different. I feel that sometimes Americans hold back or they try to like uh, not live on their instinctual place, you know. And we're very like we say things and then we'll apologize afterwards, you know. <laughs> we make a joke and it's okay. We we sing, say things that might not be the most appropriate or that might come off as weird, but that's okay because we're we're used to it. We like to have fun. We like to have these human experiences. So that's something I kind of had to relearn when I moved to the states. Um, but I feel that bad dates are bad dates everywhere. Um, just because we're open people doesn't mean that it's a good date, you know? <laughs> um, I, maybe, I don't know, I, maybe my Indian viewers can help me out because a maybe, bad yeah, bad arranged marriage. They don't have bad dates, right? I
2: was actually going to bring that up, right? Because, you know, some cultures, they do more of an arranged thing. So there's probably not a lot of dating experience mm mm-hmm percentage of bad dates is much lower and then there's other countries where women don't really have much of a choice at all so we're probably not going to hear stories from them and so but you know that's like if you're out there you're from another country you know your dating culture is different we totally want to hear it today because that's we're, we're very interested I want to know I want to know how much of this bad date culture is more American or more Western or more North American, look
3: but at. but what makes a bad date?
2: So many things can make a bad date. That is a good question. Okay, so many things can make a bad date, and I just want to know, like, because maybe it's more talked about, or more accepted, or more it it now is so kind of entertaining almost. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see these reality shows and these you know married and two week shows, it's almost oh, like I
3: love that show. <laughs>
2: make these bad experiences so I wonder do we perpetuate it by making it more entertaining and has it is it now just so ingrained that it's part of the whole love sex dating courting culture well
3: I mean sex in the city right that was a whole show based on bad dates because if there if the date was good the show would be over right so so yeah is it something that we kind of like love to hate
2: Right. I think so. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think yeah. we, we love to hate the courting process because when it goes great, it's you're in the clouds, you're on cloud nine, over the moon, happy. But when it goes wrong, it can go terribly wrong and it can like ruin your year. Yeah. You know? So you're from Canada here. You're, you're from Canada. Why don't you tell us what it's like?
1: The exact opposite of your experience. <laughs>
0: you
1: <know? laughs> so like, um, uh... For you coming to America was much Mm -hmm. more withdrawn. For me coming to America was much more expressive. Um, uh, Canadians are very. sort of standoffish uh, very reserved
3: I've met out with a Canadian once yeah. <laughs> okay but continue so can we, can we <laughs> no, no. I, yes, back, yeah.
2: I love it maple date everybody you want to date a Canadian maple date. <laughs>
1: we, we are not uh, <laughs> endorsed.
2: <by people. laughs> maybe um, we will be soon
1: <laughs> so uh yeah like people here are much more assertive and I remember in the airport uh when I was moving here and like, I'd been here many times before, but that particular trip I was planning to stay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and I met a Texan in the airport and like I was, I was, you know, sort of buttoned down like, like you would dress in Canada where the air hurts. So, and, uh, I met this Texan and he was in like flip flops and and these little tiny shorts and like a sleeveless t-shirt and he was having an ice cream cone and and uh, I just come over to read the board, standing next to him, and he's like, "Would you like?" Would you like
0: some <laughs> <of my
1: history?" laughs> it's just way too familiar.
3: <laughs> too close.
2: Were they from Texas? That sounds like someone. Yes. From, oh, of course. <laughs> I'm from Texas. That sounds like something my kind would do. Mm-hmm. So, like the cowboy hat what about what about
3: the the thing about like Canadians are too nice? Does that affect your dating? Um,
1: it's not. It's not nice, for started. Everyone says nice, but what they mean is polite.
3: Okay.
0: There, uh, <laughs> it's not a
1: huge difference, but it's, it's, okay. it's crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, uh, like, if you're nice, you, you give people the benefit of the doubt. You, you don't think mean things. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're polite, you just don't say those mean
3: things. Uh, oh, you and see? Uh, oh, that makes so much uh, sense. Because I think that Brazilians, we aren't polite, but we're nice. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that makes so much sense, yeah. But,
1: uh, like, if you get a Canadian alone mm-hmm. and you ask them what they think of Americans, they very rarely have anything
3: else
1: nice <laughs> to say. And, uh, like, I, I actually have dual citizenship. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, I've been in more than a few awkward situations
0: where we, like, get
1: into <laughs> a private conversation and they, they feel like they start griping about Americans with me. And I'm like, oh, uh,
3: Oh, uh, by the way...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a, a story from a Canadian friend. He He's too shy to call in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is very Canadian. Um, <laughs> I love it. But uh, he uh, got in touch with me privately to tell me his story. Um, he met someone online. They were getting along great. Um, and... Uh, sorry.
2: <laughs> Water break. Um, <laughs> Oops.
1: And uh, when they met in person, uh, well, first off, she didn't look like her photos. But you know, he
3: like, <gasps> isn't that the mad. worst? It's the worst. Yeah. Everybody out
2: there, don't catfish. But,
1: but like, is rude. they weren't old photos or anything. Um, they, they were just very strategically taken. Taken the right angle and the right, so he, in the he right Immediately, filter. like, shamed mm-hmm. himself, which again is, is very mm-hmm. Um uh, and he said, "You know, don't don't be so shallow. Uh, you, you should, you know, yeah. uh, admire her photo taking skills."
3: A <laughs> that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, that's a, a silver
2: lining. Yeah, look at it.
3: She's a great photographer. <laughs> she like just
1: proceeded to criticize him more and more viciously throughout the day, to the point that eventually she was just like picking away at him and like <gasps> complaining about. Uh, like the way he came dressed and like
3: no way uh, food
1: and just like to the point where eventually he just stopped talking. Cause like, that's what Canadians do. They don't, they don't really. Yeah. Uh, uh, Not
2: to the nice Canadian. Like, Why be rude? They don't to the want nice to be Canadian. abrasive.
1: So they just yeah. sort of withdraw. Um, but you know, that it's kind of passing the buck. Cause like jerks need to know that they're jerks. Oh my
3: you know, gosh. Like, yes.
1: Like more outgoing people will tell them, Hey, you're a jerk. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. Canadians will just be like, Oh, I'm going to go
3: over there.
1: You you should stay here, you should... but I'm going to go over there. <laughs> I'm going
3: to I'm go. just going to go. Yeah, it was Oh wow! To meet you. Goodbye now. <laughs> wow, what a story. But you know what? I bet you that works for a few people, right? Like, I bet that some people, Um, I mean, I've been, when I was young, I was in a relationship where the person was talking down to me so much that almost like I needed to prove to him that I was worthy. So I kind of wanted his validation. So I have a feeling that that works for a few people, like putting the person down will make you, will make that person want that other person more because they need that person's validation. I know that's horrible. Oh, like yeah, like negging, like negging or emotional manipulation.
2: Yeah, and it's how like toxic uh, relationships get yeah, exactly. started like, because... You're right. You feel like you have to prove something. And, you know, that's a that's a slippery slope, a dangerous trap to get stuck in. I mean,
3: that woman needs therapy, but it might be working for her, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, she sounds like she needs therapy. Well, so, um, um, really quick, I wanted to tell our listeners, if you guys want to share a story, if you've dated someone from another country or you've been abroad and you've experienced the dating culture there and you want to share... Please let us know. Call eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight and share your
3: stories with us. Yay, call in. I want to hear your voices.
1: Also, um, I did capoeira for quite a while.
2: <gasps> no way!
1: said has been a big part of it because my, my teacher and, mm-hmm. and his wife uh, both taught the classes together. They were both capoeiras. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would always solve any marital dispute. <laughs> so now I imagine that all...
3: <laughs> <are>. <laughs> With a good non-fight fight? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I took a few Capoeira classes because I was in an acting school that was very, like, um, inclusive of our Brazilian roots and cultures. They wanted us to be able to bring in... Um, our roots and where we're from in order to like perform but I actually never took capoeira seriously and I have lots of friends that have never taken a capoeira class even though we admire it and we're proud that it's part of our culture it's not necessarily something that we do all the time but I can see us resolving fights you know like you know how some people resolve fights with like having sex I have a feeling that that's more or less the same thing that your your teacher did, like the movement, you know, the the physical it. contact. The it's more or less the same thing. I can see that being so. So yeah, that's
2: awesome. I think um, everyone should try to solve their disputes through sexy Brazilian capoeira. <laughs> I'm
3: down
2: with that idea. I'm so down <laughs> Or
3: you
2: know some sexy samba. Don't go to bed angry, Samba.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think that dancing is one of the best remedies ever. I totally, yeah. Um, going to concerts, shows, festivals, which I absolutely love. Um, they are, it's yeah, it's the best way to to meet people to connect i you know falling and i i don't think i've been on bad dates recently because i've been mostly meeting people at festivals and not that i date the people at festivals but i um i always connect with them in a way that is Magical and intense for that moment, and then we never see each other again, and that's okay. But I feel that dancing and anything that involves movement and being present in your whole body—that's gonna make dating or getting to know someone a lot easier.
2: I think that's—I think that's a genius idea. um I feel like dance makes people feel more confident anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they express themselves; it opens themselves up to something different. And, um, I see why so many people pair dancing when they're dating because it's, it is as they do in nature. We do as people, right? Courting dances and all. Well, we are going to go on a five minute break. So don't forget to call in 888-627-6008. Anna's here. Berkeley's here. I'm here. So we'll see you in five.
1: Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. In the meantime, add us on your calendar. Tune in to The Bad Date Show every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thebaddateshow.com for all the latest news, updates, lists of upcoming guests, and contact information to get in touch with us. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's at the bad date show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at the bad date show. Is your dating life a disaster? You're not alone. Megan and friends are here for you at The Bad Date Show. Tune in every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio to share your bad date experiences, hear hilarious disaster stories from others, and get advice from psychologists, dating professionals, matchmakers, personal stylists, celebrities, and more. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's at the Bad Date Show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at the Bad Date Show. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. In the meantime, add us on your calendar. Tune in to The Bad Date Show every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thebaddateshow.com for all the latest news, updates, lists of upcoming guests, and contact information to get in touch with us. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's At The Bad Date Show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's At The Bad Date Show. Is your dating life a disaster? You're not alone. Megan and friends are here for you at The Bad Date Show. Tune in every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio to share your bad date experiences, hear hilarious disaster stories from others, and get advice from psychologists, dating professionals, matchmakers, personal stylists, celebrities, and more. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break.
2: Welcome back to the Bad Date Show. I hope you're all uh, stewing up some sexy, sultry, horrible bad date stories for us. <laughs> so the topic today is bad dates. Are they a cultural phenomenon? Does the whole world experience this train wreck that is courtship, or is it just specific cultures, namely Americans? Maybe a little Canadians, Brazilians apparently not because they have life figured out. <laughs> I'm gonna move there now. So call us. Call us at 888-627-6008 with your bad date story or if you have any questions. Anna, I believe... Oh, by the way, Anna, Anna Julia Cavana is here.
3: Hi. And
2: we will be going live shortly on her Instagram, but... I believe someone had a question for
1: us.
3: Yes, someone wanted to ask how tall was the guy in the show in real life? <laughs> if, if he's super short.
1: Uh, I'm just sitting in a really low chair. I'm actually six foot four.
3: I can vouch for that. It's not like the Bumble six four when it's actually like five seven.
0: <laughs>
2: By the way, Thank you for mentioning that because why? Why do people lie about their height? Like we're gonna know. We're,
3: we're gonna notice when we meet you. Is it like? Is it like? Oh, when I see her in person, she'll like me so much that my height won't matter.
2: I think, yes, I believe so. But tell me, do their winning personalities ever override the fact that they're a foot shorter than advertised?
3: I mean, I'll be honest. I've only dated short, short, short dudes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: started out
2: with a lie. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Not
1: a great way to
3: go. You're right.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, we can have a, a an entire episode on catfishing and old pictures and the deception of filters and angles and whatnot. And we will. In fact, we will. <laughs> we, we
3: will. You should. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, people, look, just own it. Own it loud and proud. All right. If you're short just be honest about it because I feel like you're going to find a better fit that way Mm -hmm. and you're going to have less bad dates because if you say that you're tall as a girl, That's telling us, okay, good, then I can wear these heels and he will still be taller.
3: It's it's not only about it's not only about like we want a tall man. We just want to know if we can wear the heels or not.
2: That's exactly right. Guys that write women off like they're so shallow. They just want a tall guy. No, we're trying to plan our wardrobe.
3: (laughs) I was asked
0: out by
1: a very tall girl once just because she had a new pair of heels that she wanted to wear.
3: Exactly. (laughs) wardrobe. You just proved our point. (laughs) (laughs) I have
2: a lot of tall girlfriends, and they're very insecure about it. And that's one of the number one things they worry about when they're going on a date with a new guy is, I hope he really is as tall as he said, because I really want to wear heels. I'm always towering over guys. I'm self-conscious about it. For once, I want to be shorter than the guy. And it, it's 99% of the time, I have a theory, it is wardrobe related. That's why we want to know.
3: I agree. Hmm. I mean, I've only dated short guys and I'm okay not wearing high heels. But if I'm dating someone a little bit taller, then that's great. Let me know so I can wear those sexy that's ass right. heels. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. It's because true. boyfriends are just fashion accessories. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you judge. Yeah.
2: Firstly, you would make a Uh, A lucky woman, a great accessory one day. You should, I bet there's a lot of tall ladies out there who would want to get in on this because he is 6'4", so I'm just saying.
3: 6'4", blue eyes or green eyes? Blue. Blue. He's (laughs) He's so handsome. And he's very polite. He's Canadian. I'm telling you,
2: especially you LA women, because we're used to dating a lot of psychopaths and assholes. Like, this is gold.
3: Is Canadian the way to go?
2: I yeah. think Canadian. <laughs> go
3: Canadian Maple. My, what is it? dot oh. com. My my mom already told me that she doesn't think I'm gonna find a man here in L. A. You're not, uh,
2: right. She yeah.
3: My mom. My mom straight out. I was like, Mom, I don't know. I don't feel like dating because I haven't been dating. I'll be honest. I haven't been dating recently. And I'm like, Is it? I don't even feel like dating. I don't want to. And she's like, Well, understandable. You're in L.A. i A. I'm like, What's that supposed to mean? And she said, well, you're not going to find a man here in L.A. And I was like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, I don't think this is the place for me. Hey, hello, Colorado boys.
2: (laughs) I should say that. I knew a girl who literally moved to Denver just in her. She had a great career here. She's like, I'm moving to Denver. I'm like, why? Why on earth? You're doing so well here. She goes, I've decided it's time for me to find someone and get married. So I'm moving to Denver.
3: Menver. Minver. I was like, why
2: Minver? She's like, I just feel like it's the place to go. People literally will leave Los Angeles to find someone to date people. It's that bad here.
1: And remember, There's- we we would like to thank our sponsors, the immigration board of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> go to
2: Texas, go to Colorado, go to Canada. Go anywhere, people. Anywhere.
1: I have have seen surveys where people report that L.A. is the worst place that they've ever been for dating.
3: Really, because before I moved to L.A., I was living in New York, and um, I I Googled the percentage of, like, male-to-female ratio, and there are a lot more guys here than girls. I mean, at least that's what Google told me. So I was super excited when I moved here. I was like, I'm going to meet a shit ton of men, and it's going to be awesome. But – yeah, I feel that it's just so hard to meet guys that want to take life seriously. I think that that's the big really? thing. It's yeah. Like,
1: no one really moves here to be here. They like move here to work on like to find their career. and uh,
2: Yeah, everybody thought
1: it would be the other way around, that it would be hard to find. But I think that's why work. relationships
2: fail, because that's not the priority here. Everyone's yeah. in their own world, doing their own thing, desperately trying to make it happen in a short amount of yeah, time. Yeah, that's what
0: but I'm saying. Is- people,
2: and we're all guilty of this, I think, but we all take on a very kind of narcissistic... I think, um, path uh, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. because we're driven and we're trying to worry about our own shit and our own goals that I think other people's feelings and, you know, priorities like relationship priorities probably get put do put on the back burner. It causes problems yeah. because more often than not, people come here for the entertainment industry and people of the personality in the entertainment industry were already kind of me 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 but so it's
3: it, i get it it's a hard balance yeah it's a hard balance. to be able to like focus on me and pursue my goals while still you know dating someone else it is a hard balance but
2: i'm and i'm surprised that not more people in the industry like like almost feel like you have to date if you're an actor you have to date another actor they're the only ones who will understand
3: you're insane i could not schedule. i could not date another actor <laughs> I, no, I haven't. But I don't even have that many actor friends. Uh, even though I'm an actor, I do not hang out with actors. I, I don't know why. Whenever I hang out with them, I get anxiety. It's No, it's not good. I hang out with a nurse. I hang out with a lawyer. You know, I don't hang out with other actors. Um,
2: lawyers don't
3: give you anxiety? No, not my best friend lawyer. <laughs> no time I've dated an actress, afterward, I thought, you know, I should
1: I should meet someone with a more stable lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I should try dating them for a while, mm-hmm. and then like I meet another actress because that's the only <laughs> that's type of person I meet. Yeah, that's what you're exposed to. No one else keeps weird hours either.
3: I I've only recently i've only been dating dirty hippies how's that working out oh Uh, oh no coachella isn't even the type of hippies i like those are like hippies with money those are like (laughs) trustafarians you know trust fund hippies (laughs) yeah faux hippies (laughs) like i like the homeless guys like the ones that are out in venice sleeping on the beach i'm like "Mm, i'll take you home and i'll bathe you and i'll feed you You i Everyone. All right, but but that hasn't been working out for me, so I took a step back <laughs> from dating. What I'm hearing you like
0: projects. <laughs> <but> <laughs> want something to work on. It's
3: a creative. I am. I I like projects. I also like people that like are passionate and um like inspire me. And I feel that like these hippies, I, it must be all the acid or must be all the shrooms that they're taking. They're kind of like spiritual and in- inspiring, but. I'm kind of over that phase because all of them are kind of the same and they're and I'm starting to like be able to to smell out that like faux spirituality. So I'm taking a step back from dating and trying to regroup and have a better taste in men. Um, I still want them to be super creative and super inspiring, but I want them to also be able to have their shit together. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's important to know what I
2: don't think hippie mean. and having your shit together is synonymous.
3: So. I know. That's why I'm not dating right now. <laughs> um, that's why I'm not dating right now. Because I need to like, okay, you're attracted to this. Refocus. Regroup. You're not. You can't be attracted to this anymore. Um, but yeah, I want to date someone that is creative. Creatively inspiring. Um, and that I can like cr- inspire them as much as they inspire me. Um, but I don't want it, but I also want them to take life seriously and have their shit together and, and work on setting goals and achieving them.
2: I tell, I hear you, I hear you loud and clear. And that's another tough one because you're, you're such a creative free spirit that I can see why you would want someone like that. And uh, it's hard. It, it's such a hard balance in the entertainment industry,
0: is it mm-hmm, not? Mm-hmm. Like you
2: really gotta. That's a culture of its own, right? Yeah. Like dating in Hollywood. Or, yeah. You know, it's, it's true.
1: Oh, well, it looks like we have a caller.
2: Oh. All right, my friends. We have a caller, and I know exactly who this is. I have a special treat for everyone out there today. If anyone knows best, what it is like dating across the world in different cultures. It is pilots and flight attendants. (laughs) And I've tracked down a flight attendant and I've coerced her to call in and spill those secrets. If you guys have a question for the flight attendant, she will tell all. Call 888-627-6008. Anna, you want to put us on live?
3: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Are they going to be able to hear You can,
2: well, if they tune in, they can watch and listen at the same time. Go to BBS radio, click on radio station one. You will hear us. We're also on iHeartRadio. Go to iHeartRadio and type in the bad date show.
3: Do you want to, do you want to give that again? BBS radio?
2: BBS radio. Yes. BBS.com. Go to radio station one. You will hear our live stream. You can also go to iHeartRadio and type in the bad date show. So that's where you listen, and you can tune in. You can watch us right now, actually, Anna Julia TV, at Anna Julia TV on Instagram, right?
3: Is that where we're at right yes, now? Yes, that's where we're at right now, yes. Right, so you can actually
2: see us. All right, so let's patch Brooke from Chicago through. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Hello, Brooke, our sexy flight attendant guest from Chicago. Thanks for calling in today.
4: Hi. thank you.
2: So just so you know who's in the studio, I'm Megan, Megan Gillette, host of the Bad Date Show, as you know. My wingman, Berkeley Pickle, is here. Hello. And a special Hi, guest, a special guest, Anna Julia Cavana.
3: Hi. Did you use Hi, wingman on purpose for the pun? Oh, okay. Very <laughs> smart.
2: <laughs> yes, wingman. That wasn't an accident. I have a flight attendant on the line. I'm going to make wow. as many puns as I possibly can. So Love it. Love it. we have you on today because today's theme is, you know, are bad dates like a uh, universal phenomenon, or is it like specific cultures that experience crazy dates? And I was like, hey, you know who would know about dating around the world and who has touched upon every slice of the the cultural pie, I should say, flight attendants and pilots. So spill, friend, spill.
4: Oh, is some... it true? Is there scandal in the sky? Yes, absolutely. There... There's always that going on. It is true what they say. Yes, and you know most of what you hear is true. Not always, but yes, there are pilots that are apparently all in open relationships with their wives. Oh
0: and, wow! Uh, oh really?
4: yes! Oh yes! Or, and yes, there are some guys in different ports, uh, and there are passengers that are uh, have no shame, that definitely have no problem trying to hit on you. I've had a passenger uh, follow me to the gate and pretend he didn't know what gate he was going to for his city, and then ask me, uh, would I be willing to uh, sit with him on the plane? And I said no, and we got to talking, and actually was a was a musician that was in a band that's well-known at bands and a a name that I won't name. uh,
3: (laughs) You can't do that to
4: us. (laughs) Yes. I was actually deadheading, So I wasn't working the flight, but I was getting paid to sit as a passenger to go to the next destination. And I was sitting in my seat and some girl approaches and says, Oh, I'm supposed to trade seats with you. This man up here says that, uh, he has this, uh, for you and so he sent her back there to trade places with me so I grabbed my things I know I know weakling I went up there I was curious I was curious so I went and sat up there and of course he proceeds to tell me oh I feel like I've just known you forever and oh my gosh I just oh you're just so beautiful and I'm like oh oh okay well thank you and so tell, let's talk about music and then he's like oh well, let me put you let me let me put my number in your phone and put your future husband as the contact in there. And I'm thinking, really? So many. Did it get characters. any more like he's past- Oh yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. It's ridiculous. I had a I I won't go further into that one, but I had a pilot follow me to my room and say, Well I'm gonna check on all of you because the weather it's snowing here and uh, the weather's bad and I wanna let you know if we have any delays tomorrow so you know, uh, let me get all of your numbers and then proceeded to later from his room send me video shots of himself in the bathroom.
3: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, yes. But, okay, can Uh, I ask something for a friend? (laughs) 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 What about the Mile High Club?
2: Oh my God, yes. We all want
3: to know. Um, how are we, would we get, in? Tr- like, is there consequences? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, well, not the for you. You're 6'4". <laughs> 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 yeah, no, the
4: Mile High Club does exist. Yes, it is true. So, you do still have passengers asking. That is so old, though. I mean, it's not always, but you do have passengers making references to that, you know? And a lot of the time I work first class and, and, you know, some, I don't know, some bougie, sleazy guy will say something to me or, or instead of being embarrassed in front of everyone else because the man has a wedding ring on his finger, he'll type out on his phone um, asking me and, and hold the phone up and, and say, look, I just didn't want to uh, invade your privacy. But here, just read my phone, read this message, and then start asking me. So they do all of slip, you know, say. Oh they do all. Oh, oh, what hotel are you in? Are you overnight one, one in here? What hotel are you in? For those of you who are watching us right now
2: and you want to hear, this is really good. Y'all really should tune in. Go to bbsradio.com and click on Radio Station 1 because we have a flight attendant on the line. And she is telling us all about the Mile High Club and scandalous pilots and the scandalous things that flight attendants do in the mid and every port rumor. It's true. Like, you have to hear this. Tune in, please. BBSradio.com or iHeartRadio. Type in The Bad Date Show. If you have any questions, Berkeley and Anna are live on their Instagrams right now, and you can type us questions. Well, I'm actually
1: on Facebook Live.
2: Oh, okay. Berkeley's on Facebook Live. At BerkPig. Anna Julia at T V on Instagram. You can also call in and ask Brooke, the flight attendant, any question you want. 888-627-6008. Okay, thank you for holding for a moment, Brooke. So, that's crazy. That is
3: crazy. Men are shameless. <laughs> oh, no,
2: <laughs> oh, no they really are. Have
0: you ever caught
4: anyone, like, having sex in a, in a plane bathroom? <laughs> no, but I've no, had man. a pilot go in um, I've had a pilot go into the laboratory and take a picture of his business and show it oh. to me like I'm not expecting <laughs> to see at all. So, um, but you know, um, I haven't caught anyone in the bathroom before, no, actually. I and haven't. what would
3: happen if you caught someone in the bathroom? Not that, like, I want to go in the bathroom, but I just need to know what would happen because I don't like getting in trouble.
4: <laughs> well, if it's on the ground, we can have you removed from the aircraft. If, if it's in flight, um, I mean, obviously you can't do anything. It's up to the flight attendant or the pilots discussing the situation. If they cause any further issues, we can have ground security meet us on the ground to talk to them or question them, or depending on the severity of the situation, maybe even haul them away. Um, or if they're just harmlessly, not really, they're not really making that much of a big deal and they just kind of, whatever. And you decide to be, Oh, well, I'm going to let them fly. You can just, you know, a little slap on the hand, tell them to go back to their seats and be done. Or you could, like I said, have ground security waiting for them when we land. Either oh, way. So, it,
3: so it depends on like your <laughs> good mood.
4: It, it really depends on the flight. attendant. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, it's, it really is up to the flight attendants if we, you know, have an issue with you and we want you off the plane. It's, I don't think a lot of people realize we have that power, actually.
2: Wow, that's crazy. Well, uh, thanks for
4: clearing that up. I... <laughs>
3: I'll just make friends with my next flight attendant. Yeah,
4: you did want probably your best bet. And and don't be all wasted and drunk on the flights either, because you know that's a no-no. So that's conceal great. it and hide it. <laughs>
2: I once slipped a flight attendant some cash because I really wanted champagne on the flight. She said, sorry, that's only for our first-class passengers. So I slipped her 100. I'm like, now am I first-class enough? She's like, oh, my God, yes. And she gave me champagne like the entire nine-hour flight to, to Amsterdam. So, yeah, I needed it. I needed it, though. But so sometimes, yeah, you can get the flight attendants, I feel like, c- on your
3: side. Yeah.
1: One One hour's right? campaign is a pretty good deal for only 100 bucks.
3: Yeah, bottomless mimosas in the sky. <laughs> yeah.
5: So, so, yep. so,
2: so You're a world traveler, <laughs> so is dating, like, drastically different in other parts of the world since you have hot dudes in every port, just saying, so jealous of you, so jealous, so what, like, have you, do you notice that the dating culture is, like, different, like, vastly different, like, do you prefer a certain country, dating in a certain country, one over the other, like, tell us, where should all the single ladies go?
4: I would say say the Greek men are just amazing, and Greece, it's old school, like the men treat the women there like amazing. At least that's what I found. And uh, they and, do not uh,
3: look half bad. <laughs> that's what I find.
4: No at all. Those Greek men, I'm telling you. Over in Greece it's nice. I mean there's other places too, you know. That I found like the Australian men. Oh my god, they're hot. I got a, I got me a little friend over in Australia. And uh yeah, he's uh yeah, they're they're good looking. Gotta love those accents too, but yeah, there uh, there's some areas that I find a little bit more appealing than others, that's for sure. Well, she's got her a hot Aussie
2: guide down under. Did there. <laughs> First, we have a question for you. One of our viewers has a question. She wants to know she wants to know, do people get busy under the blankets on the plane?
3: Ooh. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, there are people like
4: that yes, yes there are. And follow up. Yeah, we've seen some yeah, we've seen some weird guys, like, trying to act like they're not doing anything when they were in the seat. And it's just, you know, no, there's a, there's a site, if you ever want to look at just what people do that is just absurd. Now, I told you, of course, people do probably go in the bathroom and make out and do things. I haven't personally caught any myself. But if you go to a site called Passenger Shaming, the stuff that you will not believe we see on flights, it's all We all post it. We post the craziness. People just, literally, yeah, people trying to have sex in their seats or, or you know, a guy trying to get off in his seat or whatever. Or
3: guy passenger like, shaming.
4: Um, for those of oh, you yeah, who are not hearing her book, she's saying that the flight attendants,
2: they go to a, a, a site called passenger shaming, right? Passengershaming.com and flight attendants will video and take pictures of passengers doing some scandalous shady things. Shit, and they will put it on there. So,
4: so be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: it's true. Us. No,
4: I mean, we, have, we had a starts. creepy guy trying to videotape us, and we had to stop him because you're not allowed to videotape the, the crew members while you're on the plane. And he was videotaping myself and the other flight attendant, and then we saw him down doing something and covering himself up with a blanket. So you can just imagine what he was doing. Uh, so,
1: yeah, we to, yeah. I hope
4: you burned <laughs> that blanket. Like, oh look, I wasn't, I wasn't filming, I wasn't doing anything. I mean, it's it's crazy what they do. It really is. Oh
2: my god, this is enlightening. I should have you on every week, Brooke. This is
4: like really enlightening. <laughs> this is crazy. Totally. So, oh, uh, I go back into my memory bank, I can come up with so many stories <laughs> over the years. I just have to start remembering a lot of them. It's crazy, but yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm adding uh, Greece and Australia.
3: Australia. Travel list here. Oh, for and sure.
2: So for those of you listening and not hearing Brooke, she's saying for men, the best dating experiences, hottest guys, Greece and Australia. Just saying. Just saying.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Right. For sure. And yes, scandalous things are happening in the sky every day.
1: What are the worst countries to go to to try to find a
4: place? <laughs> <sighs> like the- oh, goodness. Hmm. What's the worst? Well,
0: you oh, get the a lot of streets. I have to say
4: it in Mexico. When I go all over parts of Mexico or you get some creeps there. They definitely, it, it, It's like there's no shame there. You get catcalled and uh, called all kinds of things. They'll do obscene gestures, you know. And,
3: oh, wow. They're you know, trying to
4: proposition you. Um, that's not really the way to go about it, buddy, if that's what you're hoping for. We're not just going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, please, grab yourself one more time and catcall me. <laughs> I'm turning around as fast as I can, and I'm coming back. No. <laughs> I, would have, I would have to say that's probably where the worst experiences for me have been, where I'm like, no, no, not interested. I'll pass. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well,
3: noted. Noted. Yeah, yeah noted. I was going to Mexico coming up in a few weeks, but maybe now not. Now I'm going to Greece. Actually, my little sister's going to Greece in a few weeks. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Oh, awesome.
4: That's awesome. It's beautiful, I mean, and they're to... amazing and nice and kind. The men would probably take the shirt off their back and lay it on the ground for you to walk on just so you don't get your feet dirty. You know, they're awesome.
3: I mean, I don't mind getting a little dirty, but it <laughs> <But> sounds good. <laughs>
2: she likes That's a story. I'll fill you in later. But... <laughs> so, so, do you think that pilot flight attendant in the cabin sets has ever happened?
4: I want to
0: know. Hmm. You know,
4: that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's not really a lot of privacy for them, too, unless they go in the laboratory. Um, I'm sure some stuff goes on maybe in the cockpit when maybe the... Is
3: know, it named cockpit uh, for any specific reason? <laughs>
4: not for that reason. No, not for that. I mean, I'm not aware of any... any goes on up there but i'm sure something has i mean come on Any anytime there's air crew away for days at a time um you know there's no telling they go out party and we've had crew that have you know gotten us basically uh kicked out of hotels before because I'm swimming in the in the fish pond because they were wasted taking off their clothes and there's this big huge like pond inside in the middle of the the hotel and they're swimming naked in there because you know things do happen you know so i mean there's all kinds of crazy
3: stories i'd um, like to party to... with the pilots i'm
4: saying i <laughs> to I'm I'm party with the crew from now yeah on. me
2: too the, done from now on that's who i'm partying uh, maybe
3: that should be a bravo show hello oh, yeah it be a <laughs> yeah
2: show. yes cuz you know some <clears throat> salacious things. Those layovers,
0: right?
3: There. Are they called layovers for a reason? <laughs> oh, no. oh, Cockpits sure and I'm layovers.
0: <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Yes, I could go on and on for days with stories. So I guess I will have to call back at another time, but I am about to do another flight. So uh, thank you for having me on. And yes, I'd love to be on again and I will have more secrets and scandals in the sky for you, for sure. I
2: love it. Brooke from Chicago. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a safe flight. Yeah,
3: have a safe trip. Have a steamy trip.
4: And don't forget to go to Passenger Shaming and check it out.
2: Passenger Shaming, we will. Everyone, Passenger Shaming.
1: The show brought to you by the Greece Immigration Board (laughs) and Passenger Shaming.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brooke. Right. Thank you so much for having me
3: bye Oh wow, that was very enlightening.
2: No, I learned so much. Me too. Well, well have to have her call again. and we
3: already knew that men were shameless, but but <laughs> Oh, he's
2: not Canadian. Handsome so Canadian men
3: like
2: So look at this. Look at this face everybody who can see him.
0: Look
2: at that handsome Canadian face and he's so nice and polite. <laughs> Check out his profile on mapleleaf.com.
3: Maple, <laughs> oh, maple, maple match. Maple match. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then also just befriend a, a, a stewardess and she'll be able to hook you up with a flight. Yeah. They always,
1: they always tell you they don't have those hookups, but it's just so you won't bother them. They exactly. Really
3: they really so do. They have those hookups, so yeah. yeah the no. Power.
2: They have much power, pilots and flight attendants. More than they let on. Mm -hmm. They wield their sort of power only when they have to.
0: Mm -hmm. Like when
2: people are masturbating on the plane or (laughs)
0: trying
2: to have sex in the bathroom. I still don't know how that would work.
1: I feel like they used to have a lot more room. Did they? Well, like she said, it, it was sort of a relic of the past, the Mile High Club. And... Like, they, they pack more and more passengers on the planes these days. It was probably a lot easier back then. Oh, no, yeah, on the, the Pan Am planes. More like that. To the club
3: now. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm only 5'3. I feel that. And I only date short guys. So for me, it's still a possibility. But now you, 6'4? I don't yeah. think it'll ever happen. For yeah. Me. No. You better have another dream. Do
1: you have a follow up dream? I just don't know what I'll do with my life.
2: <gasps> well, it's not going to be spent having sex in airplane lavatories. I tell you that. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I can handle it though. I can, I can. I
3: I have a feeling that you're yeah, you're bendy five enough. Five, exactly. Five,
2: five and I'm I'm a outside of the box kind of thinker. And you know I was. I was a badass at Tetris, all right? <laughs> I will make some shapes into some shapes, all right? It's true. I'm going to – I may be telling you the story from so, jail, but I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to have sex in an airplane bathroom for the sake of my listeners and viewers, for the sake of the show. Take it for the team.
1: You can only hear that shape-on-shape shape action here on the Bad Date
2: Show. <laughs> Tune in to the Bad Date Show. You can hear all about my shape-on-shape shape airplane bathroom <laughs> high. Sex attempt? Yes. On my way to Greece?
3: Would that be a good date or a bad date, date, though? We're
2: going to find out. (laughs) Might have been jail, bad date. I don't know. I don't know. Jail sex. I wonder if that's ever happened. Anyway. I don't know. I've been in jail a few times. I didn't have sex. Nothing scary (laughs) women.
3: (laughs) You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I did make out with a guy once on the plane.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like making out.
1: Did you know him when
2: you got <sighs> no,
3: on? No, I did not know him when I got on. That's what yeah. That's what yeah. No. um, I was coming back home from like my second year of college or something like that, going um back to Brazil. And I sat next to this guy that, wait, 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 is it the other way around? Maybe I was coming home. I was coming back to college from being at home. Yeah, it was probably that.
1: It was like a short domestic flight.
3: No, it was. I was in Brazil, from Brazil to the States. Yeah. And he was an American. He spent the New Year's in Brazil and he was flying back to the States. And we sat next to each other and then he was tall and big. Maybe he was 6'4". I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) The best height. (laughs) And he was like, oh, do you mind if I just like spread out a little more because he had no room? And I was I was young. And, you know, nowadays I would have said no, but because I'm like, (laughs) like. yeah, man spread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nowadays, I would have said no. But at that point I was like and he was cute. So I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, you can get cozied up to me. And then I did. And then he um, I know I was young and dumb and horny. He was so hot, yeah. So then we made out a little bit, and then crazy stalker Anna, when he was filling out the immigration form, um, I looked over and kind of like caught his name, his last name, yeah. (laughs) Um, Because he had only given me his first name. Um, And then I caught when he was like filling up the immigration form, I looked and I was like, oh, that's your last name. Cool. And I added him on Facebook married engaged oh i knew it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally counts as a bad for yeah yeah. i'm
2: telling you no
3: shame girl. no, no shame girl.
1: no shame so as i said i, I did capoeira okay. for quite a while yeah um a lot of the instructors uh who would come and from Brazil to teach us? Yeah, were just shameless. Like
3: oh. one of them, uh, <laughs> Superman. Uh, Superman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, you get a nickname when you tap it Uh huh. That was his. Uh, it was probably a lot cuter when he started because he started as a kid. Mm-hmm. But like, it sort of went to his head. I think, and as
3: mm-hmm. he, grew up, he just
1: a total jerk so he was engaged and he would just hit on all the
0: females oh fans.
3: yeah well you know brazilians um they have so much game mm-hmm. i hate yeah, yeah i That's hate baby. saying that it's but it's so true they have so much game they know they got flavor. yeah it's I mean, in capoeira
1: you're you're usually shirtless mm-hmm.
3: and like he was uh, surrounded mm-hmm. by, like,
1: pasty white Canadians. <laughs> he had, like, that bronze tan. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that sounds... The bronze tan in Brazil, we call that um, color of sin. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What's up, Brazil? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. color yeah. of sin. Here I
1: come.
3: And, but, you know, it's... In,
0: in
1: Canada, we call our...
3: Uh, <laughs> the, the color of maintenance. <laughs> 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 but, but you know... <laughs> <laughs> but that that sounds dirty, if you know what I'm saying. You're
1: talking about man early. Oh yeah, like a mayonnaise alternative. <laughs> yeah, man, man, man spread. spread. <laughs> sandwich dry? you Use man.
3: Use man spread. Use man spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but Brazilians have game. That's something else in Brazil you're at a club and you're dancing with your friends or you're at a bar and you're having a drink with your friend and you see a cute guy across the room. You just have to like send him that dirty look, you know, the dirty look. And, and then like two minutes later, he's right there to talk to you (laughs) here in the States. You have to look, look again, look again, and then be like, okay, let's go talk to him because guys here have no initiative and maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why I scare guys off, because I'm like, you know, Brazilian and Latina and passionate, and guys here are scared of me.
1: I, as as a reserved Canadian, <laughs> who I've only ever once made the first move, it mm-hmm. went badly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, like, letting women come to me has worked out great for me, I, I've some incredible, like, Strong, assertive women. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really appreciate that. So I, I think you're doing it. Right. Oh, okay,
3: good. Because
1: just, you maybe need to try it <sighs> in Canada. Maybe
3: okay. I need to try it in Canada because there, there's. I feel that there's this one guy that we get along great, but he's so scared of me. He's so scared of me.
2: Well, don't. That's not you. <laughs> that's him. Just
1: being a chicken shit. You know. Seriously.
2: <laughs> you
3: know who you are. <laughs> well, appreciate assertive women a lot less. I don't even know if he's like macho. I just feel that he's a little. Um, he doesn't. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he's a puppy. <laughs>
0: well, know, so I know he is. <laughs>
2: well, you know, if he's that timid, but obviously he likes you.
3: I don't know. I don't know. You
2: know, he's just too <laughs> girl. You can't be wasting your time with. I know timid men. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Spend the rest of your life just always making the first move.
1: Mixed signals
3: are the worst. I know.
2: Yes, I hate mixed signals. What is it with you people out there? It's a yes or a no. If it's a maybe, then it's a no. Okay, let the other, like,
3: don't. I just feel that our (laughs) culture nowadays just makes it so easy for, like, mixed signals. Don't you? Like, with Tinder and Bumble and just, like, being able to find a new person every minute. It's just, like, mixed signals is the way to go because you can commit but not commit. And stay on the, like, if you want something in the future, you're sending that mixed signal. I don't know. I just.
2: Well, yeah. If you want to weigh in on this, listeners out there, call us at 888-627-6008 and let us know. Let us know what you're thinking or how you feel about it, because inquiring bad date show host minds want to know. Yes. That's what they do. But. You know, it's funny. I have to tell y'all something because I got to tell somebody this. It's too good not to share. Speaking of like timid men, right, and like more assertive and 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 uh, dominant women, and who likes what or whatever. Like uh, that guy, I feel like he doesn't know what he wants, right? The guy mm-hmm. who's giving you the mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Some men, like Berkeley was saying, love strong women,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Some men like to be dominated by strong women. Kind of like to that degree, <clears throat> I have an example. I recently got a, I Don't really know what you would want to call this. I got a. Oh, I got a message. I got a message or two on Instagram. A DM. I got a DM. I got a DM on.
1: Someone slid into your DMs, girl. Yeah,
2: someone slid a DM up on my IG. You know what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: oh my god you guys (laughs) no wonder you guys are single well I'll tell
2: you what I I wouldn't be single I don't have to be single if I don't want to because I found a guy here who messaged me on Instagram and he is willing to do a lot of things for me people this is a man who appreciates a dominant woman which he apparently thinks I'm extremely dominant (laughs) this is what I get this is for uh, my gift to you, everyone, all, to all you listeners. He says, hi. There's no picture in his Instagram, and the name is extremely exotic. I'm not sure where he's from, but maybe from around here because his English ain't so great. But <laughs> hi. Any interest in a male servant? I will cook, clean, run your errands, give foot rubs, clean your sandals, wash your clothes, and anything else you tell me to do. If interested, let me know. I didn't respond, so he carries on. I want to dedicate my life under your heels. Please accept me as your dog. You are the only real goddess. So at this point, I'm like, oh, all right.
3: I'm all right. Okay.
2: <laughs> You're buttering me up. You know how to
3: to me? I'm a tree. I'm, I'm a goddess. Me. You're right. It's true. You could
2: be my slave dog and do all the things. It's true. <laughs> this is where things got a little hairy, though, when he sent this. I'm ready to donate my skin for making a pair of sandals for your pretty feet.
1: Good mm. flag, yeah. yeah. I feel
2: like, uh, I mean, he's going to make me skin sandals from his own skin. And I'm thinking that might be a bit much. Maybe mm-hmm. you could just buy me some shoes. But, yeah.
3: But, he, but at least he's not hurting animals to make you shoes, Right. He's hurting himself. You know what Anna Julia? <laughs> yeah, is silver at? lining. Maybe he's vegan and maybe yeah, he's animal, yeah. That's so sweet. I know. Oh,
2: guys, I think I'm gonna go on a date with him. <laughs> and then he says, "Oh, by the way, he sent a lot of pictures of uh, some slave, submissive, dominant slave things." They start out very sweet, like a guy on his knees giving a girl flowers. That's nice. Then, then the next picture is. A girl standing, looking very stern while the guy is kissing her feet. Oh, and then the third picture is now the man is nude on the floor, kissing her feet. And, yep, here we go. It just continues to get worse and more graphic. Oh, look at that. There's a picture of... How many
1: of these did you
3: get? I got a lot. Can, can I see? Can, can I? Is it him? Absolutely
2: can see. This is my favorite. My is favorite it him?
3: Picture. No. Oh, okay. him.
2: My favorite picture is this picture of a woman walking in the street, like a public t- street on a sidewalk. Lots of people around. And this guy is crawling behind her on all fours like a dog. And she's leading him with a leash.
3: You know, this reminds you: sh- women rule.
2: We- oh, his latest picture. It says women rule and men
3: serve. Ugh, that's there you go. You
2: know what, ladies, whatever country is this from, this is where
1: you need to go, clearly.
3: You know, I have. Do
1: you think you'll take him up on those skin sandals?
3: those vegan sandals is it vegan
2: if it's made from human skin
3: i don't know i don't know
2: does that count but you know
3: i had a friend in new york um new york my wild days um when that she had a slave
1: i thought you were (laughs) gonna say she had skin no 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 no
3: (laughs) she had she and he liked to be called a slave and um she would have – so one day she invited me over to her place. I was in New York. She lived in New Jersey. She's a Jersey girl, obviously. Burn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, only, in only in Jersey. But she had a slave and she invited me over and um, we were getting ready to go out to a club. And while we were getting ready – so putting on our, our makeup. He was waiting outside the door. So we were in the bathroom, door closed. He was waiting outside the door, laying down, and he wanted us to step on him when okay. we were going from the bathroom to the room. So to get changed. He wasn't watching anything, but he just wanted to be stepped on while we were getting ready. Like in bare feet or in heels? In heels. Yes. And then he drove us to New York, back to the city – in his car and gave us cash to enjoy the night.
0: What?
3: Yeah. Her slave. I always judge
2: that kind of thing, but I feel like every woman should have a slave. No.
3: and, And I was like, so what else do you, well, she had a boyfriend at the time. So yeah, she, and I was like, so what else do you do? Tell me. And she was like, no, I swear. He comes over. He's my leg rest when I'm watching a movie. He's on all fours. I put my legs up. I step on him when getting ready. He gives me cash. He drives me around. It's my presence that he wants. And I was like, and is your boyfriend okay with that? Yeah, he loves it because he becomes the slave or the other guy becomes his slave as well. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting.
2: That's amazing. Well, oh, we have a caller. I wonder if they have some. Oh,
3: I wonder who it is.
2: All right. We have Kara from Los Angeles. Time (laughs) one. Hello, Kara. Hi, how are you?
5: Wonderful,
3: wonderful. She's my lawyer friend I was talking about.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> had
5: to call in when I heard you talking about the skin sandals. Yes. The skin sandals
2: Of course. Do you own a like pair? Uh, huh? Do you own a pair of skin sandals, Carol?
5: Um, I wish I did, but that's, like, a very odd thing to own. But I have gotten the kind of messages that you've gotten before. <gasps> so you, what you should do is you should test him out and see if he's the real deal or not.
3: He's going to actually work. do
5: something for you. <laughs> I, you like know? I used to have a guy who would fill an Amazon wish list and pay for it, and I never, ever actually met him.
2: This is like a holy lifestyle. I've been, I clearly just, shame on me for not examining it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, make him put his money where his mouth is.
5: Exactly. Because then if he's just not really going to do it, then there's no fun.
3: But Kara, I thought you were going to tell the other skin story.
5: (laughs) Oh, God. So, Anna told me that you guys are talking about bad dates.
0: Yes.
5: Worth bad date ever was in Los Angeles of course. And this was many years ago, it was like twenty fourteen. There's a guy I had met um online back then. And we went on a first date and he was really nice and we had drink. And then we went on a second date and had drink in Burbank. And when we got to dinner we we're like sitting there being all cute, you know, getting clothes with sushi. And I looked down at his forearm and I noticed he had these like little scabs on his forearm. And I was like, "What? what is that? Like, what could that be? Like, I was like, what happened? And he proceeds to tell me that he has a nervous tick that causes him to bite off his arm hair. Oh. What? 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 <laughs> Isn't that and disgusting? So he the, yeah, he does it to the extent that he, like, makes scabs on his arm. yeah the weirdest thing ever and he was a total normal guy like attractive he had a really good job he like worked for the voice and seemed normal in every other way and then that i was just like yeah this cannot continue
1: you know in la i feel like that that's still a win i think you might have (laughs)
5: <laughs> hey there was free sushi and drinks i'm into that
3: well what i what i said is like hey you'll never need to shave anymore you could just have him pluck your hairs up for you Gross. <laughs> That's
1: so
2: disgusting
1: like those big leather fixers you know like the beach wear
2: Am I the only one who's, who's glad Kara did not go on another <laughs> date with this guy? Come on. I
3: mean, free waxing <laughs> forever? Just, like, plucking out your your cooch hairs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that that was just, like, the first red flag. Because he did
5: actually appear months later at, like, 4 a.m. texting me about how, like, I disappeared and it was so wrong of me.
3: And I was like, mm. "You eat your
5: own hair.
4: <laughs> you eat your own hair. Stop judging me." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I feel like you
2: know, if
0: you have a ticket a involved,
2: he you have to explain that. Or else people are gonna
4: think he's just a it, or he's
0: shooting
1: up. You know, like I feel like you should, you should be prepared to explain that. I mean, you have to be more open to it. <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't worry. It's just leprosy. <laughs> she
0: is. Oh. oh, I
5: can't hear uh, the girl very well he? at all. Me? Yeah, I can't hear you. You're like, you sound very, very far away. I can kind of hear I the know, guy, and then I can hear
2: Anna very clearly. I feel like I'm already so close to the mic, but thank you for telling me. You I feel like, like
1: leaned back when you laughed. I think that was...
2: I'm trying not to burst everyone's
5: eardrums when I, gla- <laughs> when I guffaw as loudly as I do. <laughs> you know what you <laughs> guys should do is get Anna
3: laughing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, she yeah. has the best <laughs> laugh ever. Uh, you, uh, when I'm, like, real laughing. <laughs> yeah, you do not yeah. want to hear that. That scares <laughs> guys. No, <personally. laughs> oh, no, the pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
3: pressure I will.
0: <laughs>
3: well that's
2: like I thought my skin sandals were that was going to be the story of the day but I don't know I feel like Kara's story is pretty pretty freaking good
3: thanks for calling babes yeah, thank you Kara thank you so much yeah I'm glad I
2: could contribute have a good day
4: guys <laughs> you so too Bye. bye. I wonder if that would be
1: enough hair to give you Rapunzel syndrome. Like if you ate.
3: Your What's a Rapunzel thing. syndrome?
1: Uh, it happens to girls with long hair a lot. who
3: mm-hmm. Also
1: have like a nervous tick to like. Yeah. Chew on their hair. Oh. Um, oh. It's where uh, like you can't really digest your own cells very well. Your body kind of identifies them as part of you, and you don't digest them properly. And so, like the hair just builds up into like this huge lump in your stomach. Oh. Yeah, like it can get like pretty. It can
3: get pretty hairy in there.
1: (laughs) Like if if it's arm hair, I wonder how many years. Yeah. having a problem.
2: Probably not long at all because like how long can arm hair be? Like wouldn't you just kind of like pass those fairly quickly? Probably. (laughs) I don't really want to test that out. I I don't. Wanna meet anyone who's ever tested
3: that on. I I
2: just that's the most bizarre story. That rivals the skin sandals for sure.
3: Well, I feel that you should do what Kara said. Just make him put his money where his mouth is.
2: Send him my Amazon wish list. What if he sends me skin sandals?
1: I not think they have those on Amazon.
3: I yeah,
2: I think you're safe. Why don't I just stick to the Amazon wish. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll report back. I'll let you know if you know. I never hear from him again, or suddenly I have a living footstool in my house. <laughs> you
3: know, it happens.
2: Ever. All right. Well, we're going to take a five-minute break. So um, you guys chill, chillax. We're going to listen for our social media info. Take it down. Follow us. Feel free to email us your stories or any questions or any, um, yeah, and I guess any juicy, juicy tales, any requests. Let us know. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at The Bad Date Show.
1: And just before we go, Anna, what what was your?
3: Oh, it's Anna Julia TV. A-N-A-J-U-L-I-A TV.
1: And you can watch us. Uh, live on her Instagram
2: right now. Well, after the five-minute break,
3: and we're and we're so well dressed today. We're so well dressed. We're so cute. So attractive. Yeah. All right. See
2: y'all in five. Peace out.
1: Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. In the meantime, add us on your calendar. Tune in to The Bad Date Show every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thebaddateshow.com for all the latest news, updates, lists of upcoming guests, and contact information to get in touch with us. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's At The Bad Date Show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's At The Bad Date Show. Is your dating life a disaster? You're not alone. Megan and friends are here for you at The Bad Date Show. Tune in every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio to share your bad date experiences, hear hilarious disaster stories from others, and get advice from psychologists, dating professionals, matchmakers, personal stylists, celebrities, and more. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's At The Bad Date Show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's At The Bad Date Show. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break. In the meantime, add us on your calendar. Tune in to The Bad Date Show every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thebaddateshow.com for all the latest news, updates, lists of upcoming guests, and contact information to get in touch with us. Follow us on social media. Don't worry, we kept it simple for you. It's At The Bad Date Show across the board. You can find us using the same handle for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's At The Bad Date Show. Is your dating life a disaster? You're not alone. Megan and friends are here for you at The Bad Date Show. Tune in every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio to share your bad date experiences, hear hilarious disaster stories from others, and get advice from psychologists, dating professionals, matchmakers, personal stylists, celebrities, and more. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back after a short break.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bad Date Show. If you haven't been listening, you've been missing out on a lot of laughs. This has been an extremely entertaining episode so far. So if you're just tuning in, my name is Megan. I'm the host. I'm here every week, every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time, BBS Radio, as well as iHeartRadio. If you want to know how to listen, which if you're already listening, you don't need to know, but spread the word.
3: Tell my followers over here oh, in the gram. Yes.
2: Oh, we're on Instagram live again. Anna, Go to Instagram. Go to at Anna Julia TV and you will see us. You will see us. So for you watchers out there, go to bbsradio.com and click on Radio Station 1 and you'll hear us. You can also go to iHeartRadio and type in The Bad Date Show. You can hear us there, too. So, you guys on Instagram Live, like, don't be shy. You can type your questions into there, and we'll do our best to answer them. They're
3: usually not shy. I don't know what's going on today. You guys, don't you have any questions?
2: At Anna Julia TV. So, in the studio with me today is my wingman, Berkeley Pickle. Hey, hey. Where can they find you, Berkeley.
1: I am at BerkPick on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Although on YouTube, you got to scroll down a little bit because it's all <laughs> Dragon Rider results because <laughs> we are on the island of Berk. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, also, if you can figure out how to spell it, I'm very easy to Google because I'm the
3: only Berkeley pickle. <laughs> well, that's simple enough.
2: Anna Julia Cavana, where can they find
3: you? Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, Anna Julia TV, A-N-A-J-U-L-I-A TV.
2: Excellent. And I'm at Megan Gillette. That's my Twitter. No, my Twitter is at Jedi Mind Mick, but you can type in my name and find me. Um, but follow us, follow the show at The Bad Date Show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. But yes, you'll find me through that show at Megan Gillette on Instagram. Facebook too, y'all. Facebook too. So if you guys have any questions, if you have a bad date story you want to tell, we totally want to hear it. Call us at 888-627-6008. So we've been talking about some juicy stuff, y'all. Some juicy stuff. But I had a question, actually. Okay. I had a
3: question. For me?
2: Well, for you, for everyone listening. So I was thinking, you know, how can we help. I know we're the bad date show. Our fuel is bad date stories, right? Mm -hmm. But we also care, people. We also care. We want to help you, right? So let's give our listeners and our viewers some helpful tips and advice, like how to avoid a bad date, right? Guys and gals, this is for both of you. Like, for example, how can you make a good impression on a first date, and like, and the other side of that coin, like, then what are kind of like some turnoffs? Like, if someone is not making good impression, what are some big turn-ons or turn-offs? What will make it or break it? Like, how can we help these people avoid a bad date?
1: Hmm. Um, well, people always say be yourself. Um, I think to be a bit clearer, like, be the self that you are when you're in a casual situation. Most people get anxious, uh, or overeager. Um, and both are just big turnoffs. Um, and you know, just other, other than that, just, uh, sort of be a decent person. <laughs> so, uh, don't get too worked up, uh, and just don't be awful.
2: So be yourself, but don't be awful. <laughs> so if you're like just naturally an awful jackass, asshole, awful person, Then be Be someone completely different.
3: (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question, but maybe I'm not the right person to answer because I don't go on that many dates. I before when I go out on a date, I already know that I like the person, but I don't go out on a date to meet someone. I don't go out on a date in order to like get to know someone. Usually, I I connect with someone and. If there's that connection, then I'd go out on a date and not like go out on a date in order to meet and see if there's a connection. So mm-hmm. does that make yeah. sense?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So when you first meet someone that you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's, he's a track I'm interested. Well, in your case, when you just kind of walk <laughs> up to someone sleeping outside, and <laughs> right? like you kick them awake, you're like you down there, y- you who look homeless.
3: You who look homeless. I'm <laughs> Well, to to uh, that was the old me. <laughs> the, <so mystery. laughs> that was the old me. Maybe like a year ago. Nowadays, I like to um, talk to people, and if they inspire me, if after the conversation I leave the conversation inspired, then I'm interested. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. So I don't. I don't like small talk. I right. I hate the like getting to know you stuff. I just like like going in deep. <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. the, the <laughs> I mean, if you inspire me, I'm interested. If you if you make me think new thoughts, I'm interested. If you if I make you think new thoughts, perfect. But I I usually don't go on dates because I hate the like small talk and the getting to know you and you know where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Big deal. You know, like, I feel that before I go out on a date, i like to have either the emotional connection or maybe the sexual one. But there oh, has wait, to be uh, something there.
2: So you're telling me that you and trust me, no judgment.
3: <laughs> no, um, no. But
2: so you're telling me that you actually will talk to them first, have a conversation and possibly even have sex with them before you go on the first date.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> or Or not even can... no, or not even like. Maybe even have sex, but I will definitely make out with you before I go out on a first date. Oh, word, word.
0: Because
2: <laughs> you meet people very organically. Yeah. And knowing you, you probably meet them organically in a very interesting artistic, I'll say I'm,
3: way. Usually I <laughs> meet yeah, usually I meet people at like clubs or festivals or a place where I'm dancing. I love it. It's such a yeah. free environment anyway. Yeah, yeah.
2: Remind me to tell you about my New Year's in Vegas. Like,
3: mm-hmm. No. But yes, in a free environment.
2: Yeah. I'm feeling freer. And, yeah. Oh, gosh. And you know what? And, and it's that, those situations exactly, I do not have bad date stories from because those are from the most
3: amazing. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's also maybe a Brazilian thing because in Brazil... We make out pretty easily when we go out. I mean, I might I might not – it might not be what is happening right now. But when I was a teenager in Brazil, <laughs> I would go out clubbing with my friends and we would have, like, make-out competitions to see, like, who got – who made out with more people or who made out with the hottest person or – you know, we make out really easily. We don't sleep with people very easily, but we will make out with people easily. I love you.
2: and
3: <laughs> your But here in the States, sometimes – I'm at the bar and I'm talking to someone or I'm at wherever I am and I'm talking to someone and then there's chemistry and I'm like, okay, are we going to make out or what? And the person wants to go home and make out at home instead of like making out there. And I'm not going to go home to make out with you. You know, let's make out here and see what happens, but not like go to your place and make, make out cause then I'll feel pressured and like, Doing stuff, you know, more stuff. Well, that's probably why
2: they're luring, luring you back there.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Also,
1: like PDA is kind of awkward, like especially if you're also dealing with the awkwardness of a a first date.
2: Well, I guess on a first date, like if you're at a restaurant, if it's kind of like a more traditional American, traditional stuffy first date, maybe PDA is. If you're not,
3: I love PDA.
2: Yes, but. Like in, if you're at a festival, I feel like yeah, PA, there's no shame in that game. No,
3: because... or or even at a club. I mean, yeah. you can ask my friends. There have been multiple times that I'm like making out with someone. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go home with them. That just means I'm making out and having fun. Right. You know, um, but, but here sometimes I feel like you need to go home with someone in order to make out with them. And it's sure. not... And also, another thing I find is you make out with someone and they assume that you're going to have sex with them.
2: Oh, yes, yes.
3: It's not just like the make out. In Brazil, there is a make out and no assumption of sex. You know, it's like if you have sex, that's great. But there's no assumption that there will be sex. Sometimes it's just a make out, you know,
2: because the culture is so sensual. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. Goes along with that. And. I don't know why in America, you know, it's like this, I don't know, a very conservative way of looking at it. You know, like what making out might as well be having sex like, oh, you know, you've oh, already, yeah. you
3: might as well. Like, you might as well. You've done
2: you've already just broken the barrier and it might as well be that. But no,
3: I feel like they're two different barriers.
2: Of a different color entirely. <laughs> totally, so if totally. you
1: prefer to get to know people beforehand,
2: mm-hmm. how
3: do you
1: feel about blind dates? We were talking about it last show and like all the many flaws in the whole concept.
3: I mean, I've never been on a blind date, but my parents got married and they're still married to this day and they were set up on a blind date. Wow, oh. that's so
5: cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. My mother's best friend was dating my father's boss. And my father was in Brazil for work. He's American, so I am also a duo national. I also have dual, na- <laughs> but um, but yeah, they got set up, and um, my father was told to meet my mother at like eight p.m. My mother was told that my father was going to be there at seven p.m. So my dad arrived an hour late, um, according to my mom's story. And the first thing she said to him was, um was something really rude about him being late, um, which translates to a broken watch won't get you anywhere. <laughs> and they went into the car, they got into the car, and my mom was like backseat driving, and that's when my father knew, that's the woman I'm going to marry. What? Yeah, and they're married to this day, blind date. I
1: like the way
2: that she nags.
3: Yeah, I guess. I guess. I
2: love it. See, everyone's story is unique.
3: Yeah, but to this, but I've never been on a blind date, and and I don't think I'd be comfortable unless it's a blind date that just clicks. But how will I know if it's going to click or not? You know. I
1: think the worst part is like the. The pressure put on you by the person who set you up mm-hmm. it's like it's a friend of theirs
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they want it to go well and you don't want to disappoint them but like at the same time it's something so important that you can't really like
3: yeah let you can't
1: be a factor. you
3: can't date someone because you want to be nice to your friend but you know you're the only person who would think that because you're a polite canadian
1: like you have to come <laughs> back and say i'm sorry do it really badly you
3: have bad taste. Please, don't <laughs> please do this don't again. do this again. Yeah. yeah,
2: bad dates can go wrong for more than just the two people. Mm. The blind date can go wrong. Yeah, that's very, very true. So, I'm I want to know. I'm, okay, my next okay. question. I, I want to know the Brazilian answer first, and then I want to know the Canadian answer. I'm intrigued. Okay. Okay. Who should initiate the first kiss? Canadians. Resilience.
1: Anyone want
2: to take this one? Um, what do polite Canadians think?
1: Uh, I feel like the polite response would be uh, you sort of just like close the distance and politely wait.
0: <laughs> and if they pull away, then they, you
1: know.
3: I love how you're looking at the microphone. <laughs>
1: maybe um, and if they if they come in, then you know that's that's your so your sign.
3: Wait. So
2: as a six foot, four, man, almost six, five, you're telling me that the way to initiate a kiss is not to even say it or actually go in for the kiss. You just slowly start
1: kind of creep it up on him. Well, I mean, like, Without, obviously you wait until the mood feels right and, like, there have been some positive signs. And then...
3: This
2: is coming from the guy like, who said you've you only in. initiated once. You've only, like... <laughs>
3: You know, that's something my, my last real boyfriend, my last real relationship, um, he kind of did what you just explained. Mm -hmm. He kind of like leaned in and just waited. And, and this was like our first kiss and I was just so confused. I looked at him, I looked at him and I was like, "What? are you going to kiss me now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, but at first I was like, what are you doing? Are you just leaning in and waiting? Um, but it ended up being my longest relationship to this date. So there must be something there
1: to
2: the 50% move in
1: and then they, yeah, I feel like the guy who's willing to meet you halfway and like who respects you enough to wait for,
3: I don't know, but sometimes it's just like, I, I'm a strong, confident woman and I will go after what I want. But I kind of want the dude to initiate the kiss. I kind of want to feel 90% wanted.
1: Is not yes. enough though?
3: Well, if, if we well you said you 90%, said 90% or you said 90% now before you were saying 50%. 50% isn't enough. Yeah. 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 90, I feel like that's a given. Like, okay.
2: Oh, yeah. 90,
3: 90 you're in enough that I can grab your hair and like make out with you?
2: That's all yeah. I'm asking. Yeah,
3: for. okay. But, but go in the 90%. Like, make me feel wanted, you know? exactly.
2: That's hot. That's the 50% that's confusing. All right, we have Brian from California on line one. Brian, hello. Hello. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the Bad Date Show. What's up, bro? Uh,
6: well, uh, one of the first bad dates I can remember, um, it's a little embarrassing, but I was... I was trying to get my first kiss, Okay, <laughs>
0: um,
6: and the way I thought this would be smart is to impress a girl with skateboarding. Little did I know, <laughs> I was not very good at skateboarding, um, so it was me and my two friends, and we went to the park with these three girls, one of which I really liked. And, um, so, you know, as good friends do, they were hyping me up and they were like, oh man, you got to see this guy skate. He's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they, they hyped me up way too much, man. Just, just way too much. And so, um, I, there was a hill at the park and I was like, cool, I'm going to skate down this hill, go really fast and do some sort of trick that will impress this girl. Okay. So, um, fun little backstory. I was really into penguins and I had a nickname penguin that will come in in a second. I promise. Um, And so I was, uh, I got to the top of the hill, friends, very excited, girls, very excited. I was terrified out of my mind. And so um, I started going down the hill. Everything was going all right. And then my skateboard started to shake excessively and this is about the time where the skateboard turned completely sideways. Oh, uh, I went shit. flying, and I bounced on my stomach, and I slid like you guessed—a penguin. Oh. Mm, <laughs> I can tell you, I never heard the end of that. I didn't get a kiss, and I did not get a girlfriend. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my friends thought it was hilarious. I was okay. Uh, I also think it's hilarious now, but. Yes.
3: Did you ever get a first kiss? I did. (laughs) Okay, good. Good for you.
6: (laughs) But not because of skateboarding.
1: (laughs) Did your friends, like, did they mean it when they were hyping you up? Or did they think you were bad at skateboarding and they were trying to set you up for something like that to happen?
6: Well, no, no, no. They were actually, they were trying to just have me sound impressive. Um, They didn't know I was that bad. And they didn't know I was going to fall, obviously. Um, Yeah
1: how long like did that did that traumatize you much did
6: you how long until you were able to try again oh 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 you mean skateboarding no that was pretty much the end of my skating career <laughs> oh.
2: what about your dating career like how long did you have like ptsd after that incident like how long did it take you to get back out there
6: uh well that that kind of became a story. Uh it wasn't it didn't like ruin me or anything. It actually became more of a talking point. Um I, I dated other girls not too long after that, but there was definitely a time where uh, I became a hermit and I was like, you know, maybe dating's not for me and but, skateboarding. But
3: that was that you know, you're telling me the story and I'm like putting myself in that position. And if that would have happened while I was there, I would have probably wanted to make out with you cuz i want to take care of you you know she loves
6: projects well you're mu- <laughs> where were you <laughs> clearly they did not have the same idea
3: no they were they were immature they didn't they don't know they how w- fun it is to have a project
6: that's what i'm trying to say yeah exactly <laughs> don't worry brian
2: maybe you could be some hot resilience project soon.
6: <laughs> Well, that's what I'm working uh, on now, actually.
2: Oh, well. Wow. Sweet,
6: sweet. Or in the future. I don't know.
2: Well, awesome, Brian. Well, thank you for sharing your story. That's awesome.
6: Thank you for of calling course. in.
2: Yeah, thanks.
6: is a penguin. See
2: ya. Yep, The penguin.
6: <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.
2: Bye. I... Have you ever tried to impress a girl
3: with sports, Berkeley?
1: Um. There was a girl I really liked in my fencing club. Um,
3: fencing, capoeira, who are you? <laughs> are you like uh,
1: an international spy or something? Stabbing each other is very <laughs> sensual, okay? Uh, I, I, was,
3: a I,
2: was
1: a, I was a very good fencer. Um, uh, and I was really oblivious, uh, which... It is a bad combination when you're too shy to approach other people and you're too oblivious to know when other people are trying to initiate with you. An
2: oblivious fencer sounds dangerous.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, after, after practice once, apparently I had impressed her. And um, she came over and... and um, did did something actually kind of inappropriate? Now that I started telling the story, <laughs> uh, it gave me a definite indication that she was interested in me. And then I think she sort of lost her nerve and like just waved and left. But wait,
2: wait a minute! Wait, but, what was this inappropriate?
1: <laughs> um, Tell okay, us. so you know, like Lululemon um, uh, yoga pants. Mm-hmm. So I, I was sitting, sort of taking off my armor, um, and she came over. Like I was way out, still in the middle of the court. I was the only one there. She like walks out to me, stops, turns around and bends over without bending her knees <laughs> and like ties her shoe and then um turns back and I think she got scared by like how hard I was blushing and like so how she How
3: hard? Very blushing. Yeah, but well, that was <laughs> But that's what was happening. <laughs> Uh,
1: and and she like I think she got embarrassed at that point and, and she, lost her nerve. She
3: did the bend and snap.
1: Yes,
2: she totally did the bend and snap and like hot, sweaty, clingy lemon yoga pants,
1: y'all. And um, and she ran off. And honestly, if I hadn't been literally chained to the floor, because when you when you fence, like the the wired sword equipment has to be routed through a little uh, scorekeeper, so you're literally chained to an elastic attached to the floor. Like, I would have run after her, but I was literally <sighs> chained to the floor. <sighs> well,
2: did you ever, like, talk to her again? Did y'all ever, you she know? Never came like
3: She obviously liked it. Oh, oh no. no. You see, that's when you have to pull a stalker move and find out who she is and add her on social media.
1: But, like, she only ever talked to her one friend who also never came back.
3: Oh,
2: if you're out there, if you're that girl who did the bend and snap in fencing class in your Lululemon yoga pants, call 888-627-6008. This is a missed connection.
3: I, You know what? That's something I'm really sad about. That Craigslist doesn't do missed connections anymore.
1: Yeah, like I can understand why they took down the personals. Like a lot of those yeah, were dangerous. But the missed connections were cute.
3: They're so adorable. I'm kind of Craig'slist, bring that back that means great yeah, and really and I've never been on a misconnection, and I kind of really want to be on a misconnection, but maybe really there's not. a dedicated
1: website like missedconnections.com. is that a thing we should if that's not a thing it needs to be it
3: needs to be, but what about you, Megan? Yeah, Have you ever like lied on your dating resume in order to impress a guy?
2: no, never
3: oh I've never lied about oh wow
2: I I don't you know because I'm a big believer because I've become very infuriated when I've realized people have lied to me about something Mm -hmm. because like and I don't I'm 100% like this is me this is my height weight measurements like you know
3: but what about did you ever pretend to be more into something than you actually are in order to to like
2: like, yeah like, like I'm into fly fishing or some shit yeah gosh, let me think about that one. I, no, I don't think so. And it's only because I, no, I, I don't think I have been. Now, I've, like, if a guy was into something that I wasn't like, and it usually is sports related, mm-hmm. and I'm not really into sports, I'd be like, oh, I'm not really much into sports, but I'm very interested in checking it out. But that's genuine, because I'm like, maybe I've just never given hockey a chance or basketball, <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, I still continue to be just as disinterested as I was before. But I'll give it a day in court. You know, I'll give the old college try. But, no, I've never lied about it because I I know that if I were to say, like, yes, I am also into Madagascar-Lemur you know, taxonomy, I don't know, you know. And then they're like, great. And then they surprise me on a first date with, like, now we're going to this lecture and, you know, mm-hmm. I want you to go there and talk about it. Like, that would happen
3: to me. Yeah.
2: So I never wanted to lie because I was afraid that, you know, Besides, do I want to date someone who's into, like, lemur taxonomy? Not, not I don't know. Actually, kind of, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I would. Because I love Nat Gia Wild. <laughs> and anything that David Patenborough narrates. But, so, uh, wait, we have a question. Have you ever told a man, have you ever told a man he was not good in bed after having sex? Um, mm.
1: Oh, so you're really are I'm honest.
2: trying to, but it wasn't, you know, I know I've said that to people, but it was never like right after we were done and we rolled over, and I was like, oh, sorry, too bad for you. Like, it usually happened, like, later when I wasn't really, you know, wanting to sleep with them again, and I'm, I have a real, I'm a bad liar. I have a bad poker face, and so when someone is like, um, why don't you want to, you know, then I'm like, well, I can't have sex with you because it's just terrible. Like, I can't, I can't not tell you what's up. <laughs> I feel like they
3: need to know, though. Do you, but do you just say it was bad sex or do you give them pointers? Is it a constructive criticism? It
2: depends on how much they want to know. Usually oh. when you you tell them, like, sorry, but we're just not compatible in the bedroom. then they usually don't really want to inquire further. I usually, I, I have they just not. don't want to know. I haven't yet had to, like, Without a chart and like a pointer, and, you know. <laughs> this but will, Guys, if you need some pointers, I'll let you know. But <laughs> yeah, I'm very. My my thought is the the few times I have online dated, I don't really do it anymore for a good reason. But I put just 100% me because I feel like whatever bait I'm using, like that's the kind of fish that I want. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like falsely representing myself, I'm going to get some shit I'm not into anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, it can be said for what I get in return, because those motherfuckers lie all the time, okay? I had this dude tell me he was 38. That motherfucker was 58, I'll have you know. And he still looked good, but I was just like, he forgot he lied about his age. And I remember meeting him, and am like, well, he looks a little older than 38, but he looked so good, I didn't question, Maybe you, you know? just
1: hit the wrong key.
2: Maybe I was, you know, I, I don't <laughs> think he hit the wrong key, no, because... I, he, he got on a roll, like, just talking about his life, and he let it slip that, like, his 28-year-old daughter or uh. like, something.
3: And
2: that's when he finally had to, like, tell me the truth. But I was like, why didn't you just tell me how old you were? He's like, because everyone lies about their age, and I was afraid that if you saw that I put 58, you would think I was, like, 68. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to be worried <laughs> about that. But, oh, yeah, I've had people like they were like way older than their picture, way fatter than their picture. They had way more hair in their picture. You know, they, they talk a big game. Like, you know, I'm not a gold digger or anything, but like they want to throw around all this money, money,
3: money. When it comes down to it, they're broke as fuck. Or the worst is...
1: A lot of people do assume that half your dating profile is lies.
3: Yeah. Or the worst is like when they're better at sexting than they are like having actual sex. Uh
2: that's the worst like you're like this is a really like you know sensual and and just you know, uh, yeah
3: this family. person yeah this person is gonna grab me and throw pin me against the wall and like fuck the shit out of me and then in reality no
2: oh my god that reminds me of a bad date story i've totally blocked this one out it was the opposite of that <laughs> i had like the opposite of that it was i went on a first date with this guy met him online this was back in houston And by all accounts, I mean, he was normal. He didn't seem to, he didn't lie about anything from what I could, you know, what he did for work. Like, you know, his physical appearance, everything was legit. Such a gentleman on the date, almost like too shy. Like he he was extremely shy. And that almost almost turned me off. But I was, you know, I'm like you, Anna. I'm a bit, I know I can be a bit much. I'm a redhead and I'm (laughs)
0: not,
2: you know, you know. I initiate it. So I was like, I'm not for everyone. For a shy person, I'm probably goddamn frightening. But I realized that. He took us to a great place. He had great taste in like music, food movies, everything. So it seemed like it was going really, really well. He was very, very shy and reserved, right? Like he, he he was even like giving me like a bit of a hug. Like he was even nervous about giving me a hug at the end. I'm like, well, at least I'll never have to worry about this guy like doing anything creepy or crossing boundaries and shit i was like okay i'll go out with him again but okay great had a good date very shy very shy i got to my car and so like what he had said goodbye to me maybe five minutes before that just like that i started getting these very sexually aggressive text messages from him
3: oh no like
2: i that was a great day i just wanted to grab you and rip your clothes off and fuck you and like he was saying shit that was like making me blush and uncomfortable oh no what he was like I want to treat you like a whore but a woman and have a fantasy that I want to I want to treat you like you're a dirty filthy whore and I'm going to humiliate you and all this crazy shit that he was going to do to me or that he thought he was going to do to me. And I was so blown away because it was like a Jekyll Hyde situation. Like this guy, like something else came out and he was letting me know. No, And I was just like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know? <sighs> yeah no, that's some shit in the bedroom, but you can't be like,
3: no, that's you weird. Really
2: have, you can't have like multiple personality disorder. Like that's that,
1: fre- that freaks me out. It's always the quiet ones.
2: Yeah. He was, and should have known because he was, like, too quiet, y'all. He was too quiet.
3: And then this thing, this other person. I was- wonder what was going on in his mind while he was quiet. That's what I that's keep thinking. Right. Like, that's, that's the scary part. It's like, oh, what else are you thinking about? Mean, yeah, quiet. yeah. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. I'd rather be with someone that I know what I'm getting. That's why, like, I like being too much because people know what they're getting with me. You know, it's like, yes, I am a lot. <laughs> but this is like what you see is what you get. Right. But like the people that are like kind of what's happening there or those are the people that I'm also like. If you told me he became a serial killer, I'd believe you.
2: <laughs> right. So that's when I got scared, just like you said, because now, instead of thinking he's just shy and he's a really good listener,
3: mm-hmm. no,
2: he was probably thinking about where he was going to hide my body or what oh. pieces he's going to cut off first and, you know, uh, you know how like how man- how hard he's going to hit me or whatever, yeah. whatever, barbed wire, some crazy, like, psycho.
3: Dating is scary, right? Dating
2: is scary. Dating is scary.
3: It. Dating is very scary.
1: Especially in L.A.,
2: even though that
1: was in Houston. <laughs> so what about, like, uh, someone who's a bad kisser? Would you let them know, like, if you were planning on never seeing them again, would you be more likely to let them know? Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted to continue seeing them, would you be like, okay, we need, we need to adjust if you want to continue here?
2: No, if... If, if I, you know, if I know I'm never going to see them again, I just let them on their merry way because they don't need, they don't need to be, you know, they can go and be none the wiser. But like, let just them just go live the their bu- life.
3: Huh? Yeah. So
1: you're just passing
2: the
3: No, but, but here's the thing. I don't want, uh, this. You,
1: you like projects. No, so no, no, no. To...
3: It's not, it's not, it's not only about the project. No, here's the thing. Sometimes there are things that you can't fix, you yeah. know, and you don't want to make them insecure for the future. Right. You know, so so like I have a thing with mouths with like clean like you don't have to have beautiful teeth. What
2: you date hippies? What
3: are I you talking about? I like I like hippies, but I like hippies with like some sort of personal hygiene. I guess I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but um, like with like if you have, I don't mind. I don't want like pearly white teeth. If you have smokers' teeth, that's okay. I'll deal with that. If you have this, if you have that. But like, I don't want like your gums decaying, you know, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say something like, like, oh, by the way, your gums are decaying. You should go fix that. <laughs> because what if the person doesn't have money or what if the person knows and try has already tried to fix it and can't, you know, I don't want to make them more insecure than what they already are.
1: Yeah. If it's something that they can't change, then maybe. Don't mention it. But yeah, probably for the best. I had a a friend, and I was dating a mutual friend of ours at the time, and she was kind of a third wheel. And then she started seeing someone else, and she wasn't, you know, in the Mm -hmm. way quite so much. So I I was pretty supportive of that. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, she's back. Mm. She's never leaving us alone. I'm like, so so what? What happened with the guy you were seeing? Like he, he seemed nice. She's like, yeah, it just. You know, it wasn't really happening in bed. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe he was just nervous. Maybe give it another try. And she's like, no, it it wasn't. It wasn't that. <clears throat> he um, he was a soup can, Richard. I'm like, what?
3: What does that even mean? What oh, does that wait.
0: mean?
1: And what she's like, it? you know, a soup can dick. It was like that thick and that oh long. God. <laughs> so like <laughs> as wide as it was long and just like. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell him because it's like something he can't change about himself. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, wanted to let him off easy. But he really dragged it out of me. And it (gasps) just really went badly. And I I can just never talk to him again.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow.
2: So, See, sometimes things are better left unsaid. And, yeah, like you were saying, Anna, you don't want to, like make them insecure forever because there could be a girl out there who maybe is a bad kisser too. And then it works for both of them, you know? So you don't want this guy, there's someone out there for everyone, you mm-hmm. know? And so you don't want to ruin someone's self-esteem. So I don't say shit until they insist like, well, why aren't you calling me? What was something that they Stop asking me questions. Cause I'm going to give you an answer, you know? But,
1: but on the other hand, like if it's something they could change, I feel like you should tell them like, yeah, No, why why don't I, like, I've been having this problem a lot. Please tell me why I don't get a second date ever. Oh, it's the Hitler mustache. You should should really shave that off. Oh,
0: I
3: mean, yeah, if that's.
2: If it's something as easy as shaving, you know, but like soup can genitalia, that's (laughs) never going to be. Berkeley, is that why you have a a tough time with the (laughs) ladies? I hope not. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, okay, well, I want to thank everyone out there for listening. And for those of you watching on Instagram Live, it was great having you. We'll do this more often every week. Um, I want to say thank you again to this Anna Julia Cavana. Thank you. You're amazing.
3: Tell our listeners where they can see you. Um, on Instagram, Anna Julia TV. And if you're a director out there and need an actor, just call me.